Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, Sean Sino Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Rampage. We have an notice qualification match, the long-awaited match between the two former partners as Mike Santana defeated Ortiz. Brutal style match here with Santana hitting a powerbomb from a torch rack position for the pen. Then Santana had some words for Ortiz after and asked for a fist bump, but Ortiz just brushed him off. Sanjay Dutt then runs out after and tries to get a word with Ortiz as they kind of walk off together, so they might be teasing something between Ortiz and um, Jeff Jarrett's family here, unless this is just a way to tease uh, maybe Ortiz needed some help and then maybe Santana finally joining back up with them. Who knows? We see a video package for MJF versus Kenny Omega, which ended up happening the next day on Collision. And this ends with Jay White interrupting Omega and says that he'll be waiting for him at full gear as Don Callis proposed something with MJF, but he just brushes him off. Renee is with Chris Statlander, Will Nightingale, and Sky Blue backstage as Chris asks them what's been going on with them since they've been missed and acting crazy. Blue said that she's fine as, Bill- as Willow tried to explain themselves. Kip Sabian and Penelope before were in the ring talking about sports legends that came out of Philadelphia. Penelope then has to tell Kip who the Phillies are as he was getting football and baseball all mixed up. Mark Briscoe then returns, making his big return here from injury, interrupts Sabian and takes him out of the ring as that could be his first program back. Renee was with the artist formerly known as the Jericho Preaching Society as Don Callis walks in and tries to talk to Jake Hager, which gets Matt Menard a bit upset. Callis tells Menard to Angela Parker that he needs a tag team, um, so he sh- they should take care of Chris Jericho for him. Daniel Garcia then gets upset as Anna Jay says it's time for her match. Ruby Soho st- uh, stops Angela Parker here and says that she found his knife at catering as Parker thanks her and starts flirting a little bit with her. So the past couple weeks or so, we've been seeing some bit of a seg- interesting segments between Ruby and Angela Parker. We go to a four-way match for, to determine the number one contender for the AEW Women's World Championship as Abaddon defeated Willow Nightingale, Anna Jay, and Sky Blue. Tony Storm comes out during this match with her butler, Luther, to watch from the stage. Abaddon gets the pin on Anna Jay after hitting a hurricane drive, and she ended up going to challenge Hiroko Rashida the following day on collision. The acclaim of Billy Gunn says that in eight days they will celebrate National 69 Day, and they have invited MGF to the celebration on collision, which uh, we should, should be interesting if he's actually going to show up now, since he was their partner on Dynamite. In a main event here, Konosuke Takeshita defeated Kyle Fletcher in a really great main event here. Takeshita ending the back and forth at the end with his power drive knee. Callis and powerhouse Hobbs joined Takeshita after to celebrate, but Fletcher went after both of them with a chair. Callis then held Fletcher back and said that this is great and exactly what they wanted, and he has earned a spot in the Don Callis family. Impact Wrestling, this is pretty much just a recap episode, uh, showing some of the matches from Bound for Glory, as well as hyping the return of TNA Wrestling. Again, if you want a little bit more on Bound for Glory, I did have a post-wrestling uh, post show with John Pollock, as well as a report on postwrestling.com. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club, and Helico defeated Metalik by submission with the Navarro death roll, and a fun opener here as they continue to hype up his upcoming match with Eddie Kingston. The Infantry defeated the Hughes brothers, which are Devon Dudley's sons Terrell and Terrence, making their Ring of Honor debut. Carly Bravo gets the pen very quickly in over a minute after they hit, they hit the boot camp kick. Uh, kick. Layla Hirsch interrupted Maria Canellis backstage and says she's willing to open up and accept help from Maria, but now Maria tells Layla that she has to earn it now. Dalton Castle defeated Anthony Henry after hitting the bangerang in a tough challenge for Castle. Ethan Page interrupted an interview for Mark Sterling that he was doing with Josh Woods and Tony Nese, upset that he lost to Nice and wants a rematch, but they eventually make Page versus Woods for next week instead. We have a tornado tag match here, the long-awaited matchup between these two teams as Diamante and Mercedes Martinez defeated Athena and Billy Starks. The finish kind of came out of nowhere here when Diamante and Martinez did a blockbuster powerbomb combo and Athena looked like she was just a, bit, a bit, tad bit too late here to break up the cover on 
Starks as Mercedes and Diamante get the win here. Then Mercedes takes Athena's belt after and holds it high, challenging her to a match as it's made official for the following week. And something else that I saw that was made official was for the upcoming Wrestling Revolver show. It was actually going to be Athena and Billy Starks versus Marina Shafir and Ronda Rousey, who's been doing some indies show lately um, after leaving WWE. It should be interesting that this show is actually on November 16th in Los Angeles, two days before Full Gear. So um, I would not be surprised if Ronda Rousey possibly makes an appearance or even has a match at Full Gear. Kyle Fletcher defeated Willie Mack after hitting a tombstone pile driver. We go backstage where Athena was yelling at Billy Starks, costing says that she cost her her first loss, and says that she sucked, and says that if it wasn't for her, Billy would be losing every match on Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. She kept yelling at Billy until she cries, and Lexi Nair has to consult Billy, as Athena says that it was her fault, and she has to defend the title against Mercedes next week, being her fault as well. We have a four-corner survival match as Gravity defeated Slim J, Gringo Loco, and Blake Christian. First appearance from Slim J in about two months since the trust bus were sadly disassembled. Gravity gets to pin on Slim J after hitting a top rope splash in a wild ending sequence where everybody pretty much got their moves in. Layla Hirsch defeated Nix, who's a local wrestler from Memphis, not to get confused with Tracy Nix, who has appeared in the past in AEW. Quick submission victory here from Hirsch with the armbar. Lee Moriarty defeated Darius Martin with the Border City stretch, but this is all a formality as Shane Taylor, on the outside, took a cheap shot on Martin, knocking him out with a right hand. So he was pretty much just passed out while being in the Border City stretch. Moriarty kept the move on until Action Andretti runs out with a chair to chase Moriarty and Andretti away. Rachel Ellering defeated Robin Renegade with the Boss Woman Slam, and a pretty good dominant performance here from Ellering. I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing a lot more of her in Ring of Honor. And the main event here in a three-way tag team match, the Gates of Agony defeated Iron Savages and the team of Cole Carter and Griff Garrison that Maria calls her baby boys. Uh, total destruction here with Bishop Khan pitting Cole Carter after him and Tilla Liana hit a double spine buster for the win. MLW Fusion, this was a episode that was executive produced by Selena De La Renta after she announced it last week that uh, Court Bauer would be away. So Jesus Rodriguez and Selena start the show. And But they get interrupted by Ichiban, so she makes a match for him versus Rodriguez up next. And Ichiban defeats Jesus Rodriguez, the former Ricardo, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez here, with Ichiban hitting the Ichiban Kai to get the win. After the match, Rocky Romero and Janae Kai, also members of Promociones Dorado, run out and start beating down on Ichiban, along with Rodriguez, as Selena De La Renta just screams out directives for them. Selena then pitches to a CMLL match from earlier this year, where Rocky Romero defended the CMLL World Historic Welterweight Championship against Volador Jr. Uh, during this pitch by Selena, she kept getting interrupted by the Bomeye chants from the Bomeye Fight Club that were off-screen. They do announce that at Fightland on November 18th, it will be Rocky Romero and Barbaro Cavanario versus Ichiban and Mascara Dorado 2.0. Delmi Exo then asks Selena backstage for a rematch for the MLW Featherweight Championship, but she just brushes her off and says that she'll eventually get it. Selena and Mr. St. Laurent then do some sort of deal where it looks like one of MSL's wrestlers from the World Saiyan Federation will be getting a title shot in exchange for a folder that he had handed her. And the show ends with Selena announcing that Alex Kane will defend the MLW World Heavyweight Championship against Jacob Fatu at Fightland. We go to Women of Wrestling. Superheroes, the last call, defeated Spring Break 24-7 after hitting closing time on Sandy Shore as Wrecking Ball gets the pin, and they are now the number one contenders for the Wild Tag Team Championships. Gloria Glitter defeated Kata Rush after hitting a pedigree that she calls the Aerobics Annihilator as she gets her first victory in WoW since debuting. The Mother Truckers defeated the Las Bandidas. Uh, in this match, Sofia Lopez had to be handcuffed to the ring post for the entire match, and then Holly Swag gets the pin after Big Rig Betty hit a stunner. Uh, Holly Swag's been doing a couple of AEW Dark uh, appearances or dark match appearances so it should be noted 
uh, that possibly she could be seeing a path in AEW or Ring of Honor sometime soon after getting some exposure from her Netflix Wrestlers documentary. The main event for this WoW episode, though, was The Beast versus Vicky Lynn McKay that ended in a double countout. Uh, Lana Star tried to come out with McCoy, but David McLean had kicked her out, and the match ended in under two minutes with Beast attacking McCoy in and outside of the ring until they both got counted out. NWA Power, this is another recap show. This one just showed a couple matches and moments from the Sawin pay-per-view that took place this weekend. And on NXT Level Up, JC Jane defeated Izzy Dame after hitting a rolling elbow and a good showing from Jane. And Axiom defeated Riley Osborne in a rematch from two weeks ago where it looked like Osborne had his shoulders uh, up when he did get pinned. Axiom gets to win here yet again after hitting a Spanish fly, followed by the Golden Ratio and another good matchup from these two. And on WWE Main Event, Zia Lee defeated Katana Chance after hitting a spinning kick in a good matchup. And Tyler Bate defeated Damon Kemp after hitting the Tyler Driver. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 